0: From Middle Tennessee, you are listening to Impressions, a weekly conversation about religion, life, and the Bible. These days, my waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Sent up a flare, I need love and devotion. Trade it for some faces that I'll never know. Notion. Each week, we discuss a new topic and interview our friends and family along the way. This week, we will discuss the Book of Job. We strive to make sense of our own Christianity and try to make a connection with it all. Just about everyone has heard of the suffering of Job in the Old Testament. You might have heard someone say, they have the patience of Job. That is because he endured a great many things and still remained faithful to God. What can we learn from the book of Job? Is there application for the believer's life today? What can we learn about Job's suffering? Job. 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 Say it again. Job? <laughs> no, why'd you just say it? Job. <laughs> Job. <laughs> I'm here with some of my friends, and we are discussing Job. So, Taylor, can you describe Job before he was tempted by Satan? Job was a very wealthy man. He was also blameless and upright. Mariah, how would you compare your earthly wealth to Job's? Well, I feel like we look at Job as being ridiculously rich and having, like, everything he could have ever wanted. But in reality, I feel like today we have a much easier time acquiring everything that we want to than he did. So, honestly, our times here are a lot easier than what he went through, even at his most rich point. Josh... Job's friends were not very supportive in his time of need and suffering. How can your friends affect you in your day-to-day life? Well, for instance, Job's friends were very... they were, they're pretty mean. They basically kind of called him out on all of his flaws and what was going on in his life. But however, they, they were not supportive to him in helping him get back on track. And so friends like, for instance, in my life, good Christian friends can help guide me in the right direction and support me and comfort me in times of need. Shelby, how does God humble Job in Job 38? In chapter 38, God basically explains, um, how he, the intricate parts of the world that he made and how he made them. And he's asking Job, you know, how did, how did I do this? And where were you when I did this? Oh, that's right. You weren't there. So, um, humble it up. Job 1 verse 8 says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? We searched our own hearts to reflect on our own walks with God. Rachel, what would God say about you? She has a good heart, but she gives in easily to selfish and worldly desires. What would God say about you? Have you considered my servant Lauren? She's kind and cares about others, but usually talks more than she should. What would God say about you? He tries to increase his faith, Bible study, and prayer life, but is easily distracted by worldly things and day-to-day life. Oh. Did you delete it? What would God say about you? I feel like God would say I'm a very uh, selfless and genuine person, but uh, struggle with self-confidence and just day-to-day routines. Job 38 is filled with incredible imagery and incredible uh, ideas of how things are and how huge and powerful God is. As you read through the chapter, what is the general feeling or idea you feel being conveyed? I felt like the general idea throughout the whole chapter is just God showing off his powerfulness and his, his might that he has in the creation that he's made. Um, You know, with, with being human, we think we have all the answers or that we're able to find all the answers. And I think it's so interesting that God so eloquently points out all the things that he's created and says, you know, where were you when this was created or whenever I laid the foundations of the earth or, you know, who shut the seas with its doors? those all those images that we're able to see as the ocean or the sun or the earth or light or darkness those things provide such imagery for us they're things that we can understand but they're things that God has created and he's showing off all the things that he's made and he knows about every single detail and those are details that as humans things we could never know In Job 38, God is finally rebuking um, Job's visitors who have been ridiculing him and calling him to repent for sins that he never did. How would you feel if you were in their position being called out in person by God? That's a terrible situation to imagine yourself in, like being individually called out by God and him explaining all of the things that you did wrong and like why you did it wrong because he's like the creator of everything. And so he <laughs> he knows that you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, the connection that I made with it is also that, you know, when judgment day comes and we have to stand before God and give an account of everything we've done, you know, I guess that that's a similar situation. So it's a little bit more real than, you know, kind of just the story that we read with Job's friends. You know, it's going to apply to each of us. That's kind of the connection I made with it, but that would be a terrible feeling. Like such shame and regret and so apologetic in a way that you don't even know how to fix or really apologize for what you've done. So do we have a connection yet? Do we have a connection to Job or to this book? Let's review a little. I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm not ready! In Job 1 verse 20 through 22, It says then Job arose, tore his robe and shaved his head and he fell to the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked, I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. So he praised God even in the hard times. And when his life was becoming very difficult, he chose to not turn his back on the Lord. Isaiah 45 verse 9 says, Woe to him who strives with his maker. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, What are you making? Also, Isaiah 55 verse 9 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's ways are always higher than ours. He already knows our plans or our actions or the decisions we're going to make and the decisions other people are going to make that affect us way long before we even have a clue as to what might happen. Throughout the book of Job, we see a very prominent Christian man go through some really difficult life-altering struggles, and throughout all of that, we notice that Job kept the attitude instead of, why me, God, or what's happening, what are you doing? Instead, he had the mindset of, if this is God's will, then I'm accepting it. And he had more of the mindset of, what is God up to? Like, what am I supposed to be doing for God right now? And that's a mindset that we can have also. Instead of asking, why me? Or, why is this happening? Instead, we could say, what's God up to? So that's the book of Job. At least, that's our impression. I think now, we've got that connection. It's like, can I get a connection?